0: This is Ubuntu Radio, South Africa's public diplomacy in action. And of course, we are coming to you live from India for the G20 Summit. Joining us right now is Minister Pando. Good morning, Minister.
1: Uh, Good morning. Uh, Great to be on Ubuntu Radio.
0: Minister, what is South Africa's role within the G20?
1: Well, uh, South Africa is one of the emerging market countries that are part of this uh, G20 group, the Group of Twenty. Um, in terms just of its uh, beginning, uh, in the past, it was the wealthiest countries uh, that came together on a regular uh, basis as the G8 at the time, and eventually it became G7, and these are the seven wealthiest countries in the world uh, that discuss essentially uh, economic uh, uh, matters. It was felt uh, for many years that G7 didn't truly represent uh, the uh, countries of the world, the people of the world, in that uh, those from the developing parts of the world were excluded, as G7 was essentially the wealthiest countries. South Africa had been an invitee uh, to G7, and has been uh, uh, for many, many years. But uh, it was then agreed that a new body would be formed G20 which would include emerging, uh, developing countries that are assuming increased importance in the global economy. And these would be Brazil, uh, India, as well as China, of course, as a large, large uh, part of the uh, global economy. The emerging countries also included South Africa, which was regarded as a, a very important emerging economy on the African continent. And so, uh, along with Brazil, with India, with China, and other emerging economies, Mexico, Argentina, you then had this bigger grouping, which includes G7 and a number of developing countries, and it came to be called G20.
0: Now, Minister, how has South Africa benefited from being a part of the G20?
1: Well, I always uh, attempt to explain to uh, everybody, our audience, uh, our community, that diplomacy is about establishing uh, friendships, about partnerships, about cooperation. It's very difficult to cooperate with people you have no conversation with, uh, that you have no link to. So the importance of a forum such as G20 is it brings us together with countries such as India and China, which have uh, the largest populations in the world, and are thus big markets for a country like South Africa, which is always looking for export uh, destinations and looking for tourists into uh, South Africa. So the importance of the G20 is that it gives us the opportunity to engage with the wealthiest countries of the world, but also to have close relationships with those emerging markets that are, as I said, assuming increased importance in the global economy.
0: And what are some of the key issues that will be discussed in the next two days?
1: This year, uh, what is really fascinating about the G20 is it's occurring in September. It's hosted by India, uh, a developing country, and one of those emerging markets that are the joiners of that new G20. But also, within this month of September, we are heading to the UN General Assembly, where there are a number of important uh, themes that will be deliberated upon. As you know, we've emerged just a year and a half ago from the awful pandemic of COVID-19. Part of the agenda we're all discussing is how do we prepare ourselves for such a health emergency as the international community so that we are ready should such a pandemic uh, recur so the health and preparedness for health emergencies is a key uh, topical issue it will be discussed here it will also be discussed at the UN uh, General Assembly Um, India has positioned its theme very very well in terms of upcoming events in the global stage Uh, so One Earth uh, a one humanity and uh, essentially a world all of us share. This is the focus that India has brought to bear on the G20 uh, deliberations. As we debate here, we will also be anticipating uh, the COP28, the Climate Change Conference in the UAE uh, in November this year. So again, I think G20 has become a preparatory uh, uh, platform for exchanging ideas on matters that we will take to the most important global fora, of course, United Nations being the premier one, and uh, the climate change, the COP uh, uh, conference, the conference of the parties, uh, 28, uh, being another very, very important uh, opportunity for the world to talk about the key issues of how do we protect ourselves? From the effects of climate change? How do we work together as one global community to address this emerging and very, very worrying uh, uh, matter uh, of climate change? Uh, How do we address uh, world health? How do we repair our economies? All of these are important subjects. And of course, uh, key among the concerns um, is the worry of the Secretary General of the United Nations because of COVID-19, because of inadequate financing, we've missed steps in terms of the goals of the sustainable development goals. The targets have not been met. What should we do as the world community to catch up? Uh, We begin the conversation here. We'll continue it in the UN and take it into other fora.
0: India has made a call for the African Union to become a permanent member of the G20. What are your views regarding that?
1: I'm really thrilled uh, that it was South Africa that first proposed uh, that the uh, AU should be part of G20 uh, deliberations. And now that it's very, very close to reality uh, that it's not just an invitee but will be a permanent part of G20, I think this is wonderful. All uh, the G7 members have affirmed Uh, this idea of the African Union being a permanent part of G20. I think President Biden was one of the first of the leaders uh, uh, to uh, confirm uh, their support uh, for this, and every other uh, uh, member of the G20 is essentially supportive. Well, I think uh, it offers a real opportunity for the African Union uh, to ensure that it is able to table our agenda, Agenda 2063, on the global stage and ensure that in addition uh, to other fora in which we participate, in this important one of the G20, where we largely discuss economic and development matters, that here we come with clear proposals and ideas on what we believe should be done as uh, the African Union. So it's an opportunity to table our issues, ensure they're taken up, and have our issues becoming part of the conclusions of the G20.
0: Now, coming back to the G20, Minister, what will your desired outcome be?
1: What I'm hoping for is that um, increasingly, on international uh, deliberations... We should achieve a sense of coherence and global coordination. I think sometimes there are too many ideas out there, all existing in different fora, and we need to have places where we tie all these issues together. So what I hope for from here is that the things we discuss as developing countries about the nature of support we need in order to effectively respond to the effects of climate change, that those would be affirmed here and not just left as G20 conclusions, but be taken as contributions that we would make at COP28. If we can achieve that level of coherence and agreement on a common platform of action, on a set of shared goals and obligations, I believe we'd have done very, very well.
0: This is Ubuntu Radio, and of course, we are still in conversation with Minister Pando uh, coming to you live once again from India for the G20 Summit. Minister, uh, President Ramaphosa will be here in the next couple of hours. Can you kindly take us through his program for the entire summit?
1: Well, uh, we're really thrilled uh, that the President will be leading our delegation uh, to the G20 Summit, and uh, the President uh, will participate in discussing the various uh, thematic uh, issues that have been tabled by the chair, uh, which is India. President will be joining his peers, uh, and in fact, uh, we're overwhelmed uh, by the number of requests for bilateral meetings with President Ramaphosa. I think the success of his chairing of the BRICS uh, summit has fed into a real increased interest in meeting our president and discussing global matters with him.
0: Thank you, Minister.